You're listening to Coach Talk, a podcast about coaching for improvement in health and social care. Here you will meet several international experts and coaches to discuss challenges, opportunities, models and tools that might be useful when you coach others to make improvements. Welcome to today's Coach Talk and my name is Malin Skeding-Halgen. I'm an employment leader here at Kulturum and I'm standing here with Robert Stewart, uh, who is uh, the Clinical Design Director at the Design and Learning Center for Clinical and Social Innovation in Kent, England. Uh, and you're here because we're having the uh, Clinical Microsystem Festival, so you're one of the guests here. Great to have you. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah. But before we talk about that, let's start just to, to with us uh, talking a little bit about what, what is the center's work? So the Design and Learning Center is looking at the challenges facing health and social care for the 1.8 million people who live in Kenton Medway, which is in the south of England. Mm. And we're looking at how we co-design better, safer, cheaper and different care to make out-of-hospital care safer for both citizens and the professionals. And we're really interested in how we do that using the digital revolution. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, we are really interested about how we empower people to be more in control of their own health and well-being. Mm. And we're really interested in looking at what co-production really means. So are we really looking at a system whereby the person has to do what the doctor or the health team says, or the social care team says they ought to do? Uh Or do we really look at it, instead of them looking at it in our world of the professional, because I was a GP and a medical director of the area, should we be looking at how I am part of that? Or should we really look at how we are part of their system and how it would work for them? Right. And that approach, of course, connects a lot to the ESTER approach. And you're part of the ESTER International Network. We very much are. And we're very mm. proud to be partners with the Culturum Center, who have instigated our new way of working within uh, a new philosophy of care within um, Kenton Medway. And that is very much around always trying to ensure that each care conversation includes what matters to you, not just what is the matter with you. Mm -hmm. And we've done that in a variety of ways. Uh, One very important way, which is a bit different than the Kulturum system, is that we have tried to introduce a whole number of health and care professionals to be part of this clinical and social movement for change, working across organisations, working across professions. Mm. So we've actually got over 2,170 health and care professionals, everyone from the caregivers right up to the doctors, junior doctors, trying to really get a cohesive clinical and social movement for change that is disruptive but not chaotic. And how do you manage? (laughs) Well, it's not always easy, Uh but we are doing it within a strategic way because from the Design and Learning Centre, which looks at this across the whole of the population of 1.8 million people, that's where we've got the sign-up in Kenton Medway. That's divided into four geographies Mm -hmm. who have now decided, particularly in two of those geographies, which cover around between 100 and 250,000 people, that they want to see Esther Cafés being a normal part of what goes on in those areas, informing how things could change at a local area, but also how that introduces strategic change across the whole of that geography of 200,000 
uh, mm. people. So on many different levels, from the personal meeting to the strategic planning. Really. That's exactly right. Yeah. So it goes from the person mm. to the professional, which is the ambassador, mm. to the multidisciplinary team, which is the community, and then to the m smaller uh, strategic change, mm. and then up to the higher level across the whole of Kenton Medway. Right. And when we connect this to coaching, how would you say is the connection and on how do, would you do work on different levels? So we are really working at what this really means. What do we really want a coach to do? Mm. And what we, we're looking to is that the coach always ensures that when you have this meeting about a, about a person, that the meeting always includes what matters to that person. And increasingly, a real paradigm shift away from them reacting with a team or a professional or a, um, a siloed bit of social care into how can this person be part of the team so that they are actually empowered. They're not being done to, they're, they're part of the conversation and they're also part of the solution. Right. And the, the art of coaching is really finding the person where they are at and for you to support it. So, so that connects closely to that. I think that's exactly the mm. thing so that we, we have to understand what their, their agenda, what does it feel like for them to live in this complicated world so that when they have particularly chronic conditions that we actually don't have them bouncing around the system mm. but that the system is there as an overarching support for them but very much in a, in a peer support way, in a co-production way but also freeing up time to make sure that when they have something really acute, that we get them to have access to those acute services very quickly and very in a, in a simple way that they can understand. Mm. And how is this uh, approach? I'm thinking about the different levels again because in the personal meeting it's evident that you can practice to, to listen to the person and their needs. But how does that correspond to, to the strategic planning? How do you coach on that level? Well, I think we have to engage the, the strategic leaders into yeah. agreeing this. We've recognised that even if the person wants to make those changes, if the, if the system, the management system, doesn't allow them to do that because we're part of something that wants to be very constant with no variation, because we think that is good, actually in the future we will see that personalised variation is, is, no, is good, so it doesn't all have to be constant. And I think that in terms of the coaching component of this, I think we're going to move into a, into a new sort of thing whereby we need everybody to become digitally enabled, in my view, but not exclusive. So if we talk about people needing to be enabled in a digital fashion, we often think older people don't get involved in that. Often it's because they don't see the value and they're frightened about the consequence. So. I'm also the senior lecturer in innovation in healthcare in the new medical school in Canton Medway. And one of our missions is how do we end up with the digitally enabled doctor of the future? Mm. But how does that mean that we have the digitally enabled uh, clinician of the future or the professional of the future? But even more importantly, how do we coach and how do we ensure that this system uh, enables and, and I'm not sure coaching is necessarily the right answer mm -hmm. as opposed to learning how do we make the person digitally enabled so that we don't just tell them well here is an app use an app here is an iPod use an iPad right. what we do is we should be we should be trained learning together 
so that the person feels it adds value and they feel confident in that. And also, it doesn't necessarily it is not there to exclude personal contact. But of course, personal contact is changing. Mm. So in this in this microsystem festival, which I really love being with, it's very inspirational to be here. So thank you so much for <laughs> letting me come. Yeah. Um, but I heard yesterday about a group of a patient people who were setting up their own group, never mind the professional, mm. to look after their type 1 diabetes. Well, type 1 diabetes used to be a really important thing that only doctors knew how to look after. But actually, the person who needs to know how to look after it is the person. And so we need to work with them in a co-production way yeah. to coach the professionals how to change. Right. So, so maybe the learning connects to uh, the person uh, who needs to, to learn new things, but the coaching can also go back to the professionals to understand how, how to uh, embrace this the new way of working, really. Yeah, so I've just come from a, a really good workshop this morning, and we were talking then, you know, all of this technology keeps changing, and the professionals keep saying, well, it's not quite ready yet, it's not quite ready yet. So are the professionals really ready to accept the digital inclusion of the person, so that the, not just digital, but that the person really is part of that solution? Mm -hmm. And the answer is a lot of them find this very scary because it's not really the way they've been trained to be a professional. Right. So, so, so in, in the future, I was thinking about the combination between learning and coaching. It's important to define the differences, but also how they combine, how you combine learning and coaching. What would your thoughts be about that? How do we combine that? <laughs> well, I think that's a really interesting question because, of course, in the past, you would ask your you, you would always ask someone to come in and tell you how to do these things but often the people you ask to come in and tell you how these thing, how to do these things uh, will tell you how it was done before and will have more of what we did before um, i've also learnt today in uh, in the in this wonderful uh, festival that we've got to look about foresight we've got to try and look into the future rather than just re people always say we haven't got enough people we haven't got enough money which may be true, particularly if we always do what we always did. Mm -hmm. yeah. So how can we be more insightful and look back and backcast and ensure that what we want to do actually is an improvement over what we did before? So a lot of what we are about in our Design and Learning Centre is about quality improvement, but also celebrating what is good, yeah. but then changing what could be better. Mm -hmm. And be constantly aware of that. Constantly aware of that. and but. And also going back to the person, the Esther, the individual, to see what is their journey like? How has it been for them? Not how do we assess how it was for them? Mm -hmm. We need to ask them what, what it was like. And we need to listen and hear. And in our co-production workshop, the saddest thing is that when we take the people away from the professionals, the people are really pleased to be on their own because for once, people really hear what their views are mm. rather than having their views modified by the professionals. Right. So, so listening is an important mm. word in this too. Hearing. Hearing, hearing, right. Yeah. 
the, the theme of the festival this year is compassionate. <laughs> Many words, uh, but out of that you can read both passion and compassion. I, and you really <laughs> put that forward. Would you like just to describe those expressions a little bit more, more from your point of view? Well, I think that some of the passion or compassion is something that has unfortunately not been seen as so important going forward. And yet I went into, I became a doctor because I wanted to look after people or care for people or support people. I think we have, we've moved a bit away from caring for to support. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the IT bit on the end of Compassionate um, could be IT. It isn't supposed to be IT, but I think the digital component of this is, is an important element. It's not, on its own, it's not important, but, it, but as part of what the future is going to hold, it is really important. And if professionals don't engage with allowing the new technology revolution to go ahead, if they don't understand that, then they'll be left behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that connects to, to what you said before. Then we have to enable the physicians, the professionals too, to, in, in order to embrace it and be safe. And one of the messages that I've heard from Joran, Joran who is an amazing inspirational Joran person Henrik's as part of, a part of the Kulturum, yeah. and one of his thing is we must have that passion in there and we must also have the love and the care because that is equally important. So if so, the person has often become lost trust with the system. They're part of some sort of baggage going through baggage handling in an airport mm. uh, where they come in with their ticket and they may their baggage may or may not get on the plane. Actually, we need to understand, but we need to help them to feel the trust that it's going to be okay. And we are here to look after them and to be with them, but that they are the most important part. And that is why I think it is important that we need compassionate and really want to be um, ensure that that is valued within the health and social care system so that the individual can empower themselves to be more in control but yet fully supported when they need that help. Great and that was great last words in a coach talk I think because coaching is an important part of that but as you said before we have to be aware of what we coach when we coach and always look for the person we're coaching what he or she wants. Yeah. Thank you very much, Robert, for sharing your thoughts. We're very grateful for having you. <laughs> it's a great privilege to be here. Thank yeah. you. And uh, we'll have more coach talks coming on. So thank you for listening. And if you have any suggestions for the podcast about perspectives of coaching or who you are curious about, just uh, let us know. Bye for now and keep up the good work. This podcast is made by Kulturum Design and Learning Center in Sweden.